like Satan masturbating shit come hot. And I, I, I like I like the idea, like Lord of Darkness, Prince of the Underworld, Master of Hell, being like, I need 15 minutes and going into the bathroom and being like, oh, like, why would he need to masturbate? Like, I would think yeah. I would think Satan could just fuck oh, anything and that. everything he could possibly imagine. Like, you had to be like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I need myself. Like, what? I hadn't thought about but that. Then I, I, Maybe, you know what? <laughs> he just loves self-pleasure. I mean, it is just, a sin, you know. so I mean, I guess he's getting off <laughs> two ways of that. <laughs> that was good. see you fuckers clap so i'm the only one that's <laughs> true what they say about white men all right clapping Whoa. is our forte <laughs> but good god can we just overtake the world wait a minute what um <clears throat> okay that's gonna right. be the opening hey shit yep uh i feel good about that <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to the other side of the tracks my name is jamie driscoll and i'm caleb rainey and this week we find out, like, Satan masturbating shit come hot. And every time we scratch our nails down someone else's back, we hope you feel it. Because this week, <laughs> we listen to Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper and Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I love how you make them work. <laughs> I love how you make it work. It's, it's what I do. So, these albums were pretty different not just in style but in subject matter overall uh usually i, I can mm -hmm. find some ways to draw like you say uh draw uh, some similarities but they were pretty different how did you feel i i thought yeah i, I would agree that the the topics weren't really the same um i would say maybe one or two songs i could see a slight overlap but really overall pretty pretty different um and i think this is one of the clearest times where like we could point towards time, right? This is what a 95 album versus a uh, 2013. So like we could point towards that, but I don't even think that's it. It just, they are just different and they both had something to say about completely different topics. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you have a preference? Which way, which way we go first? Do you want to go? I was really thinking or... about this. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I feel stumped about it. Do you right, feel well, strong? Because I, 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 this is the statement: is we're going to talk a lot about both. That's yeah. what's going to happen here. <laughs> We've got a lot. Let's, I've got a lot. Why don't we start? Yeah, why don't we start with uh with uh acid rap? Let's start with acid rap. Okay. All right. So, uh, you want to give our our background then? Yeah, what did, I was thinking about this too. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how this album came on your radar and how it impacted you when you heard it for the first time? 
Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, so I gave you this album, and when I re-listened to it passively, I, like, remembered all of a sudden how much I love this album. Um, this this isn't the album that got me through high school, right? But it is, I think, one of my top five albums. Like, I, I think, I, like, as I revisited it, I was like, oh, I love this. Like, I love this a lot. It's like finding your favorite thing from decades ago and then being like, this is it. This is gold. But I found it in high school, right? It came out in 2013, which would have actually been, shoot, uh, when I graduated high school. Um, so I guess it was during my college years. Um, <laughs> yikes, I'm aging myself in so many ways in this moment. Um, yes, I'm young. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, uh, since this was a mixtape, it was like a little bit underground. Uh, not a lot of people knew about Chance. Uh, right before this, he had done 10 day, right? So he had been suspended from school for 10 days and made a mixtape. And it's a pretty good mixtape too. And then uh, he gets discovered by Childish Gambino and Gambino takes him on tour with him. And then we end up with Acid Rap, right? And so Acid Rap is like, uh, people were loving Gambino at this time. And so a lot of people who knew Gambino were finding out about Chance and then it was kind of just disseminating between the people. And Chance's music is free, uh, but obviously still high quality. And so people were like, go check this out. Like you don't, and also black people in music, we love to catch the newest thing, the thing that's underground, the thing people don't know. And so Chance was that. And so uh, I got put on by Chance. I, I can't remember who put me on, but I listened to him and then was like one of the first people in which I was like, yo, you, you checked out Chance? I've even seen Tendai, like, do you know? Uh, so that's my experience with, with acid rap, but it really is someone puts you on and i think there's a song later is it favorite song where like there's a yeah. line where it's like your friend wants the credit like that is what happens yep. and that's what happens in, in black community so i'm sure there's a friend out there who's going to listen to this and be like i was the one who told you i can't remember who it is interesting <laughs> so friend uh please call it out uh, i have some guesses on who it probably was but yeah so acid rap is just a song that you could or an album that you could put on and one would be like hey oh, have you peeped this yet uh, and then two, if you have the other person's like respect, right? This is like a, this could have gotten you ox cord respect, <laughs> um, uh, at the time in which it was, it was out. But yeah, that's, that's my experience with acid rap. Um, and then awesome. obviously chance has gone on to do a whole lot more and I've fallen in love with him yeah. in a lot of ways. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just wanted to see how I'm going to be asking that from now on, like how this impacted you or when it came across sense. your radar, I'll, I'll be doing the same. Uh, yeah, so a little background. Uh, Chance the Rapper was born Chancellor Jonathan Bennett in Chicago, Illinois, where I am right now. The father worked as an aide to the mayor of Chicago and then Senator Barack Obama. Did you know that? I did not know that last part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he actually would go and meet uh, Obama when he was like 10 or 11 years old or something. And Wild. To be a rapper, which is nuts. Uh, he grew up uh, <laughs> middle class on Chicago's south side. And Bennett's interest with music started with Michael Jackson and was constantly surrounded by music in the home growing up. Billie Holiday, Sam Cooke, and various other jazz and gospel artists were on constant rotation in the home. And that seems like it's a, uh, a fairly common theme with musicians, like having music going in the house is oh, yeah. a big factor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Chance's interest in the hip-hop... In, in the hip-hop. <laughs> Chance's interest in hip <laughs> <laughs> in hip-hop was peaked after hearing Kanye West's Through the Wire while, while walking through Hyde Park in Chicago. 
Wait, have you heard and that song, Jamie? I have. I've got background. <laughs> I feel like that was a really good spine to like build everything off of. Like you picked a I feel fucking excellent. Really good about it. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's that's like the infinity stone of my journey into black music and I love it. <laughs> Uh, so after listening through the wire, that kind of inst- inspired him to start uh, rapping. And during his time at Jones College Prep High School, like you said, uh, he would release his first mixtape, Ten Day. Of course, inspired by his ten day suspension after being mm-hmm. uh, found in possession of marijuana, which would of course go on to become bum, bum, legal. Bum. I, I just went to a dispensary <laughs> yesterday. For the oh first my god! Time. For the I first got time. a gummy. I, How did it feel? Yep. Was it liberating? Was it <laughs> a little bit? I was like, I did it. But then I, I had a gummy, but I ate it on an empty stomach, and all of a sudden I was oh. I was like having waves of like paranoia, mm-hmm. and and you can't get the, off the of call. that train once you're on it. Like, nope. And, and I'm tell I'm telling myself I'm treating myself with love and care and being like you're just a little too high, buddy. Like you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and I was waiting for a pizza outside of uh, <laughs> this place called Parlor Pizza. It's really good. And I was like in high anxiety freakout mode, and oh. I just had to put I just put the Twin Peaks theme. On repeat, what? <laughs> just to like <laughs> calm me down. I was like, "All right, just calm me down. Take me there, buddy." And it helped. That uh, might be the whitest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I, let's keep a running tally. Let's let's mark it. Let's see how many things we can say was the whitest thing I've ever said. Uh, shout out to all my Twin Peaks fans. They're fucking. You're the best. Uh, oh god. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so this mixtape, 10 Day, performs so well, it helps him make connections to producers Chuck English, Kenny James, with the S spelled with a dollar sign, and Blended Babies. In 2012, Chance would begin working on acid rap, which he states, quote, There was a lot of acid involved in acid rap. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't too much. I'd say it was about 30 to 40% acid. More so 30% acid. But it was definitely <laughs> LSD was having an effect on this record for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Through experiences and also through recordings sometimes, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Uh, he states that Acid Rap is much more of a music-based album and less story-based like his previous mixtape. Uh, Bennett yeah. explains, quote, Acid Rap is just a whole different monster. It's me as, me as an adult making great music instead of a kid trying to explain a story. Mm. Uh, the album was, of course, met with widespread critical acclaim. Nominated for Best Mixtape at the BET Awards, number 26 on Rolling Stone's Best Albums of 2013, and was added to Barack Obama's Summer 2016 playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh. And we kick off with Good Ass Intro. <laughs> Not Barry in the Lead. Intro. <laughs> I, I, this was so. This wait, was wait, wait, wait. The only overall. Yeah. What are your feelings on the album? How, how do we? How do we feel overall? takeaways so it was, at the it was it, i had a weird ride with this album i liked it but there there weren't any individual songs that i was like "Ooh, i love this song specifically mm. but there there were moments in every song that i loved like mm. there were there were mm. things that were that were done lyrically that i was like oh yeah that's why i'm here it's why i'm here mm. but I, I, I can he- I can hear them all, but no- none of them stick like stick out to me except for maybe like, which it's two. It's juice mm. and uh, chain juice and chain smoker were my favorite. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I knew I knew you weren't going to be prepared for that. <laughs> that is not where I would have gone, but okay. 
overall, great album. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, we start with good ass intro. It's a dense. It's a joke. It's a very dense and crowded lyrically song, but not in a Ooh. bad way. Not in a bad way with these big bright horns and it seems too fast but on purpose like it's, it seems like things are getting away from him and he's always constantly like catching mm-hmm. up and like stumbling and, and coming forward which i thought was a very uh, hurried pace is a better way to say it mm. i like the line uh keep a tab on my exes keep my ex on my tongue keep my workout in texas that's just me flexing my lungs i was like yes uh, yes let's uh. fucking go and of course i mean just for the whole thing i love the rapping of this entire <laughs> album I mean, I pointed out more and more as we go. Uh, another lyric I pulled out for good as intro is a uh, flip a bird, pigeon plane. It's a word. It's a shame. And I was like, is that like the Superman? It's a bird. It's a plane reference. Yeah. Did you yep. catch that? <laughs> I love the, the bravado saying uh, it's your favorite fucking album and I ain't even done. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that line's really funny because that isn't a line. I counted it because I haven't ever like paid a lot of attention to that line. In that chunk, he says fuck seven times. Uh, <laughs> he oh, wow. just goes, it's just us and trust your bottom bitch. My stuff, the fucking bomb. I'm the motherfucking fucker. Fuck a nigga's fucking dumb. This is your f- favorite fucking album. I ain't even fucking done. <laughs> I'm good. And that's how he ends that. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I, I At the end when he's. So, yeah. Okay. We've got. This weird thing that plays throughout every song where he just goes like, ah, and, <laughs> and this is the first time we hear the, and mm-hmm. it sounded like he was running around in your head. Like, cause I was listening to, I'm sure you listened to it on your headphones too. Did you notice it was going to the left and right channels? Yep. So I, I, I thought it was very much like him as a kid being like, like fucking around with you like i am fucking around with you i'm playing with you let's we're about to play together so i thought it was this neat way to kind of get the audience with him on what we're about to experience Mm -hmm. i i have another theory on that too because it hit me like i've never thought about it too much like i i've thought about his his sound and he's distinct and he's known for making these things but what or making these really distinct sounds but I ended up like it hit me midway through this album during my close listen where I was like, this idea of of making all of these sounds. So in most of this album, I feel like no line is wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and often they have so much going on in them. But the thing is, this album does hit some like really serious stuff. But no matter what, we have this fun levity lightness that exists and to me i was like this is so black culture-esque this idea of like we're gonna we we know Uh, tough reality we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about our lives but at the same time we're gonna find ways to poke fun and be funny and and be light and so he's "Ah," you know like all of that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. in this like distinct way even in a, a serious verse which i wrote about it later there's a serious verse and he's in the background making these funny sounds, right? Like he's making this, this playfulness happen that I just thought was really black. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're, put, you're speaking to that. But yeah, one of the things I have comes up over and over again is this playful nature he has with us, the audience and lyrically, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. The next song we got is push a man. I'm your push man. I'm your push man. <laughs> 
he talks about having a letterman jacket and no practice. He's got that bravado, uh-huh. big pride energy. Okay, this is what I tr- I, I tried to point this out, and I have a difficult time putting it into words. I don't know how he's doing it, but everything seems to rhyme. Like, it's not just the last <laughs> thing. It's not just the last word that uh-huh. rhymes, like you classically think. Like, mm-hmm. these sentences are rhyming, and I don't know how to get that across. I, like brilliant. I, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I pick up more and more examples as we go, but this is the first time it stood up where I was like, wait, everything rhymes. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't and know it makes it so hard words. to pull out a lyric. <laughs> I've got chunks. Oh, I've got chunks for for this one, buddy. I like, I got that. Mm -mm. I got that. God damn. It's just fun to say. It's just a fun thing to say. I don't even know what it means. There's so much fun. There's fun. Just the way he says things is so captivatingly fun. I love the line. Even though I only beat one time, one time, it was one, two times, it was two plus me equals three sometime. I was like, oh my God. Just so. (laughs) I pulled that one out too. That was Everything builds. Like uh, the way he... I, I don't know how to describe the way he rhymes, but like everything build, doesn't build off the last line. He builds mm-hmm. off the last fucking syllable of the thing before that like informs yep. the next one. So it's like this, uh, it, it has a feel of freestyle, I think, because he's just, it feels like he's always just coming up with the next thing as opposed to like yep. going to the next rhyming point to, to go to the next one. I don't know how to describe it. He's constantly, it's like sound focused. Right, like we are. Yes. Every sound is playing with itself, rather than yeah. like uh, I know I'm going to end the line with a shun, and so I got to figure right. out how to get there for my next line. Like it's everything is always constantly playing with itself. Yeah, I'll, I'll save that. That's 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 I don't, I'll tell how I for push a man. I probably should have given that one another listen, but I did like that one a lot. Pusha Man's interesting, right? So originally, on, in the original album of, of, of mixtape of this, Pusha Man and Paranoia are this together. They're one song. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're one track. Uh, what happens is Pusha Man goes the same way it goes right now. And then there's like a 15 second bit of silence. And then Paranoia comes up. And I actually think that pairing is really important. Uh, mm-hmm. But like Spotify split it up when he re-uploaded it or whatever. But that there's something super interesting about that. Because Pusha Man is like, uh, you know, it's he's he is the drug dealer both he had been a drug dealer, but now he's like dealing music, right? And he's like, I'm your pushing man. Like, mm, God damn. Like, you know, <laughs> I got, got that. you. And it's kind of, yeah. And it's like almost positive. You're like, yeah, he's got it. Like, mm, mm. but he's like being a drug dealer. And then we have paranoia, which comes up next and, and is obviously a little bit different. I love how he starts pushing man. I just can't get over the first verse, which is 10 damn days. And all I got to show for it is shoes and shows and chauffeurs with road rage. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> the way the way he slows down and speeds up, it just shows that he's in complete control, which I, I love, mm-hmm. which I think just shows his uh, prowess in a way that I, that I really enjoy. Yeah. So Push a Man is actually a song that I've put on a lot because I really like the next song. And so I would put Push a Man on and listen to that whole bit together. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, next up, we got Paranoia. I love the dreamlike ambient sounds, and we had those droning, repeated phrases in the background. And I noted, upsettingly, I noted, I was like, it's a little bit of a scary image of a dude with a blunt hanging out of his mouth, admitting to being paranoid and talking about being strapped. I was like, it's kind of fucking, that's kind of fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then oh, this beautiful line trapped in the middle, <laughs> trapped in the middle of the map with a little bitty rock and a little bit of rap. Lat, with oh a literary yes, knack, so a little shitty mac and a literary jack. Like oh, so good. You just so, and it makes all this sound. It's not just the words. It's all the sounds. It's sound focused rapping. I guess is the new way we're going to describe this. <laughs> and I mean this in the best possible way. That little chunk I, I just attempted to rap. Mm. I, I mean this in the best way. It sounds like it could be a lyric from Hamilton, where it's just, it's oh. telling you so much in such a small amount of time, and it it, it just, uh, it wastes no time. It tells you so much by doing so little, but also doing so much at the same time. I don't know how to fucking describe it. <laughs> I like hey, the I don't think I don't think it's a negative to be like Hamilton, so I'm not mad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't think it would be, but I wasn't sure. Uh the next line I pulled out was I'm not I don't know how to wrap this one, so I'm not gonna try. Uh down here it's easier to find a gun than it is to find a parking spot. Find a fucking parking no love yeah. for the opposition, specifically a cop position, because they've never been in our position getting violations from the nation correlating with you dry snitching. Woo! Mm-hmm. I don't know what dry snitching is. I assumed it was snitching without getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the phrase dry snitching besides the fact that, so like, because I, you know, what snitching is, but dry snitching is interesting. I heard the phrase for the first time when I read the book, uh, The Hate You Give, which is a young adult mm. fiction book that is like came out during Trayvon time, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. And so it it's like the idea of uh, kind of naming, but not really, right? Like okay. saying, okay, okay. I'm not saying it was them, but I saw someone who was wearing all red driving this kind of car who did pull a gun out, right? right? That's like you, you kind of are, That's right? Like you are, or or you're dry stitching in the way that you're telling someone who will eventually go tell the authorities, right? So you're not snitching necessarily to the authorities, but if you go on the news and say, I saw someone do this thing and everyone knows who you're talking about, that's dry snitching. You it's didn't like, technically say a name, but... It's like snitch yeah. diet. Snitch zero. Yes. Snitch light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next line I have pulled out is uh, when he says, you should ask us if we scared too. I was like, oh shit, I'm mm-hmm. part of the problem. He said, we know you're scared. <laughs> you should ask us if we're scared too. Like, get us in the fucking conversation. What, like, what are we doing out here? I thought, when he said that, I was like, oh no. I fell for and the And he trap. gives the answer, right? Yes, yes. And he says, me too. Like, uh, yeah. But that's it. It's like, it's that pointing at you going, hey, like, you drive by, you're scared of us. But like, are you ever thinking about what we feel in that situation or are you only worried about your own safety because if you asked us we would tell you me too we're scared let's please change this <laughs> that's why that's why he's strapped too yeah the final line i pulled out is uh everybody dies in the summer which i thought was kind mm-hmm. of a creepy ominous line but i do have mm-hmm. a slight bit of experience very very little so there's uh there's an app called citizen i don't know if you've ever heard of this app Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, it's popular in cities it's basically like a, a big old neighborhood watch that everyone has on gotcha. their phones. It's like a, yeah, I get it. So when I was here, when I moved here in July, Citizen was popping up every fucking, I'd say, two mm-hmm. to three times an hour, shooting here, shooting there, stabbing there, this and that. And I was like, fuck, I just yep. moved here. And as soon, <laughs> as soon as it started getting a little chilly, Citizen stopped being quiet. 
And I looked into it, like, murder rates go uh-huh. way up in the fucking summer. And is that, so do you think that's what yep. he's talking about? Oh, that's absolutely what he's talking about, right? So that's why we're praying for a little more spring. Mm-hmm. It is it is genuinely, like, when you, crime rates go out in the summer, because you're out more. <laughs> like, you, it's just, like, everyone's out and about a bit more. And that just causes more conflict and creates space for it. It's kind of wild. I, but, I mean, like, I, it makes sense. It's just, like, anything else... <laughs> I guess killing is just like uh, going on vacation. You know, a lot of people like to go on vacation on the summer. They're like, we've got time off and like, it's nice out. Let's I can go hide out a there. body. Let's do it. <laughs> like, it's easy. But when it's cold, you're like, I just like don't want to leave the house today to kill someone. Like, that seems like a little extra step. Uh, I'd rather make a chowder. <laughs> like, you know what would be great? A chowder, not a, not a cadaver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it is it is very real and very real in Chicago specifically. Um, and that's kind of wild, right? And I just thought this part was so beautiful of like how all bravado, like he, because he has some, right? But it's all stripped away in this moment, right? It is mm. all, we're scared too. And oh my God, let's pray for a little bit more spring. Everyone dies in the summer. So it's a nice way to kind of bring bring that bravado down and show some humanity and rawness, which he does later too. Oh yeah. And I think he, it's so funny, like he can be playful and then he can be, here where he's like i'm paranoid i'm driving in the car and i'm freaking out and like it being so soft and like vulnerable like open like he's like i'm just gonna show you i love the line move to the neighborhood i bet they don't stay for good watch somebody's still daddy's rolly call it the neighborhood watch <laughs> i just think it fits for what you were just explaining i didn't pull that out because i was like caleb caleb's gonna pull it out for sure i don't, I don't need i don't need to worry about it <laughs> he's got it he's got it oh Pray for a safer hood when my paper good watch. Captain save a hood, hood save your baby boy, whatever. So he does actually do this, right? Like this is a mm. thing that's really beautiful about Chance's trajectory, right? Is he names this Acerap. This is the second mixtape. He's not really big, like he's not big money at this moment, but he's praying for a safer hood. And when my paper good watch, Captain save a hood. Like he's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to fix this. And he is so known for like his activism in Chicago the money he's throwing at things, the the time and the artist scene that he keeps creating and like putting in. There's even later in one of his other albums, he's like, people are calling for me to be mayor. And like, that's not, that wasn't a joke. Like people were calling for Chance to be the mayor because he cares so much about his city and education and social work as we're here and blah, blah, blah. Like he really does put in the work. So I love wow. that he names that and then it comes true. Yeah, I think you named everything else in, in Paranoia that I, I want to, I love the chorus. I would play this driving around feeling a certain type of way like mm. i would play this and i was like i've been riding around with my blood on my lips with the sun in my eyes and gun on my hip and i was like i didn't have a gun on my hip uh, i'll tell the people um because i'm not dry snitching i'm just kidding but, <laughs> but yeah I, I i do weirdly really like this song hmm. uh for its like vulnerability and, and openness i appreciate it a lot yeah uh after that one we have cocoa butter kisses there was a big it's it, it was a big eight bit sound in this. This sounded like an, an old school video game for sure. The big uh-huh. which, which I noted. <laughs> so this is one of the first another one when I pulled out where everything just rhymes. And I'm gonna try and I don't think I can do it, but you go okie dokie alki, keep it Loki like Thor Lil Bro, or go <laughs> blow the loudy Saudi or sour Saudi, wily up off peyote, wildin' like that coyote. If I sip any henny, my belly just might be an Audi. Everything just rhymes. <laughs> I didn't have any flow I, on that. No. But everything just rhymes. <laughs> Which is good. And <laughs> once again, here, here we we come up with it again here. 
we got a Wiley Coyote reference, and then we got a Timmy, mm-hmm. Tommy, and Chucky reference. Cartoons yes. are back in black yes. albums, baby. And I wanted, to, I, I want to, I want to stop and talk about this for a hot second because I really need to think about this as a unifying feature that it is, that it has become. It is. It and is. I think, and I want to name why I'm coming up against it and why I'm coming up getting surprised. We went into it a little ooh, bit last ooh. week, but we talked about how Piccolo is black, and one of the things <laughs> Piccolo is black as fuck. One of the things you said that make makes him black is that he's cool. He's like got it together, and there was some other thing where just looking good or something like that. Yeah. And you don't, I at least in my mind, I associate cartoons with being like nerdy, and for people who aren't looking good, and for people who aren't cool. So <laughs> I think that's why I see these two diametrically opposed. But if I'm ever tasked with uh, unifying this nation's racial divide, it's going to start at <laughs> cartoons, and I'm not kidding. So everybody sit down, mm, mm. we're going to watch that episode of Rugrats, where we find out what happened to Chucky's mom, and we are all going to cry, and then oh we're going to get God. down to business. Oh my God. Nope. <laughs> we're all going to cry, that will bond us. <laughs> then we're going to have a talk. I like Cocoa Butter Kisses a lot. It, it was that I like that slow, it wasn't exactly a slow jams vibe, but maybe close to it. Right. But it's like teasing it. Yeah. Well, I love that you pull out the Tommy and Chucky because that's, I think, one of my favorite rhymes of the whole thing. So it's the used to like orange cassette tapes with Timmy, Tommy and Chucky and Chucky cheeses, pizzas, Jesus, pieces, sing Jesus, love me, put Visine inside my eyes so my grandma will fucking hug me. That it all works. It all rhymes. It all, um, it all rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's thought on rap. It all rhymes. <laughs> I loved, uh, we got in the second verse, we've got Vic Mensa and that's a shout. We got a shout out to Lauren Hill. I was wondering if you yes, heard that. Yes. Yes. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then verse three, we've got, we've got Twista, which Twista keeps coming back. He's a rapper who's right. Known for being fast, man. Like he, he comes in and he, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever listened to a Twista album. Like, I don't think I've ever listened to, I'm not even sure a full Twista song because that boy just features on things. And he's like, let me come in and be real quick. Bop, bop. And then he's out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if I know a twist of song. And I'm actually going to go look it up now. But I did love the line. If, if we're talking cartoons, I could still break your body down to five pieces like I did Voltron. Oh, my, I missed that one. <laughs> and that's like old school. Like, that's even more. Like I don't know. That's that's a different era of yeah. cartoon and different topic and genre. I don't know. Yeah, so we are nerdy, all right? But you cover it up well. We're just so cool, like Piccolo. I guess so, man. <laughs> I love the line. This is just me singing along. This, so this is my favorite song on the, on the album, I think. If I'm going to come to Acid Rap, like, this is, yeah, one of the first ones that I'll put on. as like, this is what I'm feeling. But it's not, it's not a bop. Like, it's, it's as closer to a slow jam. I will shout this line so often, which is, Tonight, she just yelling, fuck me. Two weeks, she'll be yelling, fuck me. And I was just like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait. So tonight, she'll be yelling, fuck me. And then in two weeks, she'll be yelling, fuck me. Is that that saying, like, I'm going to be... I'm going to be with this girl tonight and two weeks from now. Or is I took it as like potentially two different meetings of like tonight. She's saying like, oh, fuck me. Like we're, we're having sexual intercourse. Yep, and yep, two weeks from now, yep. she's going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, also, she might be pregnant. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, I got it. Two weeks it. is the earliest that you can maybe know. And so I thought it was like a uh, fuck 
you. Like, like, uh, like in the same way, I just added more weight to that scenario. It's like, yeah. one, like she's really into it. Like, fuck me. To the second being like, fuck you. You ain't shit. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I love that line. I like how the way that I, I saw it as a win is like, and two weeks later, we're still having sex and doing great. <laughs> yes. It's a great time. She'll say it again. And it, honestly, we might be official after that. But <laughs> so there. We're going to the pumpkin patch. but that is that's all i've got for cocoa butter kisses i love the weirdest sounds and i start they start getting a part of like who i am so the na 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 yeah like all that gets there for it (laughs) Ah, yeah we need to talk so it it features prominently on on juice when it seems like it's almost that that ah, it almost sounds like a nervous tick or a tourette's thing is that an aspect No? I wouldn't give it that. I wouldn't give it It's just coming in at very strange parts where, I, I, where I'm like, that I, that didn't need emphasis. I hear you. Okay, so then let's play with the idea of acid, right? Like, is it that? Is our timing off? Are we odd? Oh, okay. okay. Less, less Tourette's-y, more acid-y. <laughs> less Tourette's-y, Betsy, Betty, Wetty, Zek. That, that's me trying to be Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It was all right. It was like a four out of ten. You you, 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 you you fucking miss all the shots you don't take, so they can't all be gems, folks. Oh, my oh I'm going to get a freestyle on here eventually, and it's going to make you so fucking happy. Uh, eventually. One of these days. This wasn't it. If you're trying to do Chance's style, I don't think it's a good one to start with. Oh, I'm going to fucking... Ooh, I'm gonna, that's going to be my Christmas gift to you. My Christmas gift to you is I'm going to write... <laughs> I'm going to write... I'm gonna write something that you're gonna love. I'm art. My gears okay, are already turning. Okay, do that, and we're gonna put that on the Patreon. That's yes. gotta be there. Yeah. That's that's. Gotta... <laughs> my gears are turning. <laughs> Jamie's Christmas Christmas rap. Hey everybody, have you heard about Christmas? It's a super <laughs> duper fun day. Oh, no. And if you listen to my rap, you will know the way. I said I wrap that Ew. present and stick it under the. T- <laughs> no, it won't be. It won't be anything like that. That uh, sounds like a fucking fruity pebbles commercial. Okay. <clears throat> Juice. <laughs> I like the line. Even my haters kind of glad that I'm on. Like it's just that, uh-huh. that that big bravado of like, yeah, you might be hating on me, but you kind of you you can't deny Love this. It. Once again, I said everything just rhymes. I, I like I like the, just... I like the feeling of I got the juice, like claiming your win, reveling mm-hmm. in what you're doing, and loving mm-hmm. it, and putting a name to it. Like I got the juice. I can I can do this. It's a oh, part yeah. of me. It's flowing. I just like that feeling of being in the juice. And when he said, uh, <laughs> don't let the juice spill, Pac, I got the reference. I know Pac was, oh, I, know tu- I know Tupac was in a movie called Juice. I've never seen it, but I was like, I know that. I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm... <laughs> this is often a, an Oxcore choice for people. Like if we're, if we're going to pull something from Acid Rap, people are putting juice on. I felt that. It felt the most kind of, there was nothing too like, I don't want to say it was a shallow song, but there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on besides just like let's all have a good time and listen to this fucking banger. Oh yeah. Why does everybody hate the Lakers? <laughs> I don't know. In 2013, maybe I would know better. Oh, what are, what are the Lakers like in 2013? <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big sports guy. So yeah, yeah, um, all right, guys, uh, listeners, listeners, if you if you know, please tell us. <laughs> why everyone hates the Lakers, at least in 2013. Because I don't know what they were doing at that time. But I do love that line. 
is yeah. possibly a high tier and it's just cool to hate on the best. Possible. Like a lot of people hate the Yankees because they're rich and pompousy type of stuff. And a lot of people are hating on this podcast because we're fucking top of the charts, baby. Right, right. Don't be a yeah. hater. Join the Patreon. We got the juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the last line I pulled out was, uh, told you I ain't worried. I ain't scared of the booth. All you can do is spit a verse of the truth. Mm. Merge the mixture with the purest of fruits. And the thirst is the worst. It's the mm. curse of the juice. Like he can't. He yeah. can't hold it in. He can't. It's 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 it's, it's, it's the curse of the juice. It's the curse of the juice. I love how he. Which I thought could be an OJ reference. Oh. No, I'm just making that up right now. Um, <laughs> but I just said that prowess, that rap prowess. The killer. On full display. <laughs> fucking, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful little little block right there. I, I, I didn't rap it the yeah. way he did, but I, so dope. Oh, we know. <laughs> but okay, So we love this song. This is an Oxcore choice for a lot of people. And that's what's interesting about this too, right? Is I wouldn't name Chance as a, as a liar, but I do think it's interesting that what a song that a lot of people come to is the song that you can't get on Spotify. Ah. Uh, I think that's super interesting as a choice or like as a thing that happened, in which he did. He says he didn't get the rights, right? Is what he, is what he says, um, which I don't know. When you when you click on this on Spotify, it's thirty seconds and it says yeah. just listen to it all the way through, and the streaming goes to, to social work. But it's so interesting because this song is like one of the bops of the album. But we do, we respect Juice. We love Juice. I think you'll probably know what the one of the other bops on the album is, one of the other ones that like people pick. To me, I, I, I don't like the word shallow, but I do think that's more of where this one is. But I think it's important to the mix of the album in which we have like the song, even before that with Cocoa Butter Kisses, which is a little bit more uh, vulnerable talking about missing, you know, his family missing that right. to getting juice where we we got the juice to then our next song right and so I think the idea of this album having a balance is really important uh, which is why I was like you still got to go listen to juice you still got to know it but yeah that's all I've got on juice yeah juice is a lot of fun juice is a lot of fun <laughs> and juice is a lot of fun the real thing too I love grapefruit juice <laughs> I do <laughs> uh, next up we got lost lost. I was okay. I wasn't. That wasn't. Oh, that wasn't oh. a big one for me. Uh, Interesting. The first line I pulled out is, "I'm in so deep, probably because you're empty." I was like, "Fucking hell!" Yes, that's that's, that's, speak, that's deep. That's speaking <laughs> to somebody. Who's, yeah, you're just with this person who's just like a placeholder or something, which is kind of like which is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. The next line I pulled out: uh, "Put that shit behind us and put this in your sinus. Minus all up in my gums. Minus all that shits it's lined with." Whew. How the fuck, mm-hmm. Daddy? Mm-hmm. Just so good. How does he do it? <laughs> How does he make everything rhyme? Uh, this this definitely has slow jams vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because it's like it's like not a happy one. It is not. Like it, it's like there. Like it's like we're banging, but it's like deeply sad. <laughs> yeah, God. Just that sentence made me upset. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was interesting that we get a verse from the female perspective because we usually don't get that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we had a female mm-hmm. in the in the song kind of just telling her own story, I thought was interesting. The next line I pulled out was a uh, pill pop, baby girl, because I promise you, you tweaked the empty bottle loneliness, mm-hmm. this happiness you seek. Ugh. Stone Cold Bummer. Yep. It is, this is a bummer song. Uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They can't all be bops. <laughs> they can't. But I, I so I love this song. Uh, okay. Maybe because it's more my sad boy esque like side coming out because it's sad. Uh, but I love like it's like the flute in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I think overall we haven't named enough, and it's hard to name. Like the musicality of this album is really enjoyable. Like the production yes. is really well done. Like the vibe of the album is distinct and enjoyable. Absolutely. I I, I, I wrote I I. <laughs> I think I was so captivated by what he was saying that I forgot to take notes on what the sounds actually were. Yep. But I mean, that's an honest <laughs> that's an honest take on like what I was experiencing. So I I I, I was yeah. I, I felt compelled to go back through my notes and, and make more. But I was like, if this is how it hit, this is how it hit, and yep. I'm nothing if not honest. Yeah. Right, because the music's there, and this is a song that or this I'd say this is an album that you can listen to passively. And just be listening to like the music and enjoy it and the cadence of his of his words. But once you do decide to listen to the lyrics, that's where you're driven. Like that's what captures you, right? Uh, what he's saying and how he says it ends up being like extremely more interesting than what's happening in the background, even though the background is well produced. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's that's what I'd say. I love the line, "Damn, I need a minute. I let go." She fell in love. It fell apart. All right, let go. Mm-hmm. That was like fun for me. I was like, ooh, okay. And then we also have some more wordplay. We've got, she met her match. I let her match. She lit her match. She let me smoke. Right? So that was using match three times and three different meanings. And we love to see it. She met her match. We get that. I let her match. She brought her own weed. We match. She lit her match. We get that. And then she let me smoke. So that's like, that's, she met her match. She met me. I let her match. She brought her weed. Um, she lit her match. We lit up and she let me smoke. Like, but the way to tell that little story, that little bit was so fun. It's just like, uh, where it's like, okay, we see Cardi B's for the record. I make record, record sales. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, I can just pull them out now, buddy. <laughs> I can just, I know Cardi B's lyrics. <laughs> I just know my final thought on on Lost was just it's very much about this toxic relationship with the only bonding agent being drugs or alcohol. So just like somebody you need to get away from. Yeah, because we've got we've got was it No Name is is the rapper the the lady rapper mm. and she her last line is uh, when the only time he loves me is naked in my dreams. Like this is like it's just not. Yeah, it's not it's not good. This is the one that also talks about your mama doesn't like me. And your father wouldn't, if he wouldn't allow it, if he'd ever met me, if he ever met you, right? So we kind of name this, like, it's crazy. So he's like saying, like, you have father issues. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we we name that in this dynamic. And so then also there's a lot of sex being had. And you also have an absent father in which you, like, you don't feel loved and you're empty. So, like, there's like an interesting, you know, theory that's made often about that. And... He kind of names it in this. I love the line, her pussy like me, her heart like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all I got on, on Lost. Okay. Next is Everybody Something, which I thought was nice. I was like, everybody is somebody's okay. everything. Like, yeah. Aw, It's a nice little unifying <laughs> unifying feature. I always like the, the, the unifying stuff. I, I love the opening. What's good, good? What's good, evil? What's good, gangsters? What's good, mm-hmm. people? Just the wordplay. Uh, I've heard people be like, what's good, good? Like, you know, double up just because it's fun to say. And yeah. then to take that little play and replace it with evil, just saying, you know, good versus evil. Yes. Gangsters, people. So good. 
Mm-hmm. I like the line, I got a lot of off days, but it ain't often that I'm off the clock. Just means he's always going. Yeah. He's always going. He's That's a part of him. Yeah. Even when you're off, you're not off, you know? I love the line, uh, we invented rock before the stones got through. So fucking good. Just the, yep. just the element of the rock and stone. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but just such uh-huh. a fucking densely packed <laughs> sentence. Yep. Oh, shit. I didn't replace that. Okay. Uh, the next line I have is, uh, I used to tell hoes I was dark light or off white, but I'd fight a pretzel said oh. that I talk white. And both my parents was black and they saw it fit that I talk right with my draws hid, but my hard head stayed in the clouds like a lost kite. So I wonder, I was wondering if, um, Oh, there's so much, to if say you might that. have something to speak to there, specifically the, the phrase, uh, that I talk white. Cause I've heard that said before and it's always kind of like, Oh yeah, it's always irked me and I don't know how to put it, but yeah, I, I don't know if you, if you have anything to say about that. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, so, so this line, first of all, speaks to me uh, like a lot on a personal level. Um, this line is like naming. It does so much. It names anti-blackness, anti-intellectualism, and it names colorism all in one thing, right? And what a way to do it. So we've got. I used to tell hoes I was dark, light, or off-white, right? Mm. Which is uh, that colorism of always trying. And this is the thing that I learned: white people don't know, or often don't, because I have white people who come up to me and go, did you know that like even other black people don't like black people sometimes? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I've been there. Uh, um, so for those who don't know what colorism is, right? It's like the lighter you are, uh, often the better you're treated. And so then there's this interesting divide in which often uh, people, even in the black spectrum, treat people who are darker worse, right? And as lesser, because historically have had less access to other things. The darker you are, the more clearly black you are and the worse you get treated. That's just like how the system works. And so sometimes black people will also internalize that. And so that's the, I used to tell hoes I was dark, light or off white. It's whatever you can do to get closer to whiteness. He's got two black parents. Chance is black, right? But he's not dark skinned. And so there's this like trying to claim whiteness uh, as a more appealing factor, right? So he's doing that. But then... He said, I'd fight if a nigga said that I talk white, which is because he he's obviously literarily a genius, right? Like he knows how to use words. He knows, right? But talking white is that anti-intellectualism or anti-blackness of this idea of black people don't speak well, right? Also the larger conversation that there is a right way to speak. Right. That's kind of what uh, I wanted so we've to got hit two on. things that happen. Right. Because the next yes. line is my, and so that's a thing. My, my mom and dad saw that I yeah. talk right. And I was like, isn't that problematic yep. too? Like, that's what I want to delve a little yep. bit. It is. Oh, it really is. It really is. But the thing is, is that we don't, we don't knock black people for finding ways to survive. We don't do that in this space. We let them go. Like, so him going talk right, talk right for him is right in order to survive. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the talking right. But when a white person says you should talk right, that is a you should talk the way I talk and the way I talk is right. And that's problematic. Right. OK. And so so it's it, it's tricky. So we get we give we grant grace here in this in this situation of like code switching as a black person. We, we don't bash black people for code switching. What we do is we 
bash a system that exists in which we have to code switch. And code switching, right? uh, I, I recently learned what that was. I don't, so I think there's people out there who might not know. Oh, if you'd like to, you're probably yeah. right. You're probably right. Yeah. So that's the, that's the um, one black people, like it's coined for black language often, but overall everyone code switches in some way. But it's this idea of you speak one way here and then you speak another way in a different space. And so black people speak one way in their home and then will code switch at their work. Right. And be like, yo, at home, they'll be like, that's a fucked up shit. And then and then at work being like, well, by golly, I just that is the darn, (laughs) you know, whatever. Right. That's (laughs) that's our code switching. And everyone does it. Right. And it's the idea of like, you don't talk to your mom probably the same way you talk to your buddy at the bar, right? It's just probably not the same way. But black people do it specifically to survive, right? That is the, that is the I'm chilling at home. And then when I'm pulled over, I'm going to say yes, sir, no, mm, sir, mm. so on and so forth, right? That is the code switching for survival. And so it becomes very much a part of our, our culture in a way that we have to name in order to continue the lesson of learning and living. So talking right is also that code switching is they, they taught me how to talk right, which is to talk in a way in which white people will accept. It's, it's problematic, but it's also, it's also really tricky. It's a yeah. thing that I deal with personally a lot because I, I am also a writer. I, I love words and I know grammar generally. Um, and there's this, what I'll say is uh, my stance at the moment is pushing towards talking right as being as long as I can be understood by you. Mm. And that's not because of my lack of effort, right? So there are white people who are like, I just don't understand what those black people be saying. And that's just like, and they don't say it like that because I was actually more black, but it's still fine. Uh, (laughs) But the concept is like, but you haven't tried, right? I'd argue, Jamie, probably that there are some lyrics that you've listened to throughout this journey that you didn't catch or like didn't audio wise understand. And then you sat down and read the lyric and was like, that lyric makes so much sense. Yeah. I get it. I just didn't hear it right. My ears aren't trained for that or so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot, there's, there's, there's a good deal. I I can't think of one specific artist that, that pops out. I I know there's one, but we're, we're getting to have so many now, which is wonderful that I can't, I I don't have the recall, but (laughs) there was absolutely an experience I had where I couldn't pick out any words listening to it passively. And then as soon as Mm -hmm. I had the words up, I was like, oh, we're good. Like, I get it. But this does, I, I don't, I, I want to be clear that I wasn't saying it's problematic for Chance the Rapper to be saying what he said about this, because it does speak to his experience. And this is him oh, for sure, speaking for sure. as an artist, but I just, I thought we might want to give a little space to be in like, how it might feel to be, you know, told to talk white or talk right and how kind of fucked up that is. Oh, buddy. And then, oh, yeah. my, my, my final thought on uh, Everybody's Something is the line, uh, like Satan masturbating shit come hot. And I, I, I like I like the idea, like Lord of Darkness, Prince of the Underworld, Master of Hell, being like, I need fifteen minutes, and going into the bathroom, being like, oh, like why would he need to masturbate? Like I would yeah. think I would think Satan could just fuck oh, anything and everything that. he could possibly imagine. Like you had to be like, oh, <laughs> I need myself. Like what? I hadn't thought about. But that. Then I, I, maybe you know what. He just loves self-pleasure. I mean, it is a sin, so I mean, I guess he's getting off (laughs) two ways of that. (laughs) That was good. You got any more thoughts on uh, on Lost? Yeah. Um, First, on that line, I also think it's funny. The shit comes hot, and I was like, the hot sauce? Uh, Are we back in Cardi B here? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
I loved also that. So that's uh, Saba and his. I like also a line that he has, which is how Father Time a deadbeat. Maybe I'm adopted. That'll explain why all my shit been so timeless. I love that. Um, so that good. play with Father Time. Here for it. But yeah, let's see. I'm glad that you brought out that conversation about blackness and, and talk white uh, and talk right. Let's see. I thought, so you mentioned it, but I really thought the whole first verse was nearly flawless. Like, I, I love this verse, Okay. Right? So like you pulled out the good, 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 evil, good, gangster, good people. I love why God phone die every time I call on him. Mm. If his son had a Twitter, wonder if I'd follow him. Um, also, and then the way he says, swallow them synonyms like cinnamon, cinnabon was just fun. It's a fun, like, oh, it's so fun. All right. So I love, I love that. Um, let's see. But yeah, then you name the rest of it. Uh, even the way he, though, even though the way he says, buck, buck, bang, bang, yelling, fuck, fox. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> yeah i just i love that verse a lot i also love the line i know somebody loves my ass because they help me beat my demons ass there's i love that i was like yeah like some like it's the concept like even in this he didn't do it on his own like he's got people i think like, he, someone loves me and that's why i'm here i think he was giving up to god on that one you think I, so? I do i know somebody like you said you know the saying oh somebody up there must love me that's what i thought he was doing oh uh, i don't know but, but maybe maybe not well, this makes sense because I you haven't listened to Chance Three, the next album, but it's it's very religious. Um, I almost gave it to you, but I knew how upset you were with Lauren. I Hill, wasn't so upset. I, 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 I specifically didn't pull out the phrase. I was like, <laughs> I need to I need to not be coming for Christians. It's just that's like an old angry fucking. It's tired. It's tired. It's tired uh-huh. to be to be an angry atheist, mm-hmm. and so I'm not going to do it. I refuse it. At some point, we might sure, go back sure. and fucking clean that up because I don't. I, I listened to it. And I didn't like my fucking attitude. Being completely honest, yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty. I, about it, it. I, but uh, it was just. <laughs> it was too much. Okay, never mind. We're going back. We're backtracking. We're back. We're back. I, I made you listen. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Other Side of the Tracks. We just wanted to take a second to thank some folks before we jump back into the episode. First off, thank you to The Milker Project for the use of their arrangement of Never Going Down Again. Scope them out on YouTube for more great arrangements. We also want to thank our sponsors for today's episode. If you want to help keep the lights on over at Sad Boy HQ, you can do so either via our Patreon at patreon.com backslash other side of the tracks, or shoot us an email at other side of the tracks cast at gmail.com your support means the world to us if you're unable to financially support oh wait shit, i was gonna make a joke <laughs> <laughs> keep that in that's funny <laughs> yeah, if you're unable to financially support you can always share us with someone you think would enjoy us our sponsors for today's episode are caleb the negro artist rainy that's me who has a couple of poetry books out um, the first one is Look Black Boy. The second is Heart Notes. You can also get the first spoken word album, Look Black Boy, on my website, thenegroartist.com. The other sponsor is Editor Taylor's podcast, The Tantalus Tales, a real place story-driven D&D podcast. Scope it out wherever you find podcasts. 
Thanks again for listening. We love hearing from you listeners, so feel free to reach out to us via social media. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello. My name is Taylor. I am the DM and lore master of the Tantalus Tales, a real-play D&D podcast following the misadventures of three unlikely heroes across the universe. So, who wants to save the world? Am I getting paid for this? Uh, shut up, Bakar. Yes. Well, I'd say that if if the world is gone, we probably won't get paid. Can I give it to my god? I, I mean, ideally, no. Alright, so are we just going to solve this in our usual method, you guys? So, you guys try to sneak, and when you get caught, I kill them? More or less. Let's just drench the flagstones in blood like we normally do. Do we want to do help me? I'm okay with the quest that I'm currently on. I'm not here to save the world. The car, I swear to God, <laughs> any God, you're going to get it. Join us for more misadventures on The Tantalus Tales, wherever you find podcasts. Right, right. So after this, listen to Chance 3, which is the album that comes after this. Uh, it's coloring book. And tell me, we'll, we'll talk about it personally, because I'm not going to assign you that probably ever, because I've given you acid rap now. I don't know. Not even episode 64? Uh, okay. Okay, then maybe. If you hadn't listened to it by then, but you like Chance. I so do. I'm like worried that you'll probably get to it. I do have to be careful. Yeah. You do. You do. Okay, so that's all I have for... Um, this oh this was the moment during saba's verse in which he's talking about you know satan masturbating and whatnot this is the moment that i was like this is where the funny sounds make sense to me like all of a sudden i get it uh not for saba's verse exactly but because of the last verse in which he's talking about calling himself dark light and off-white and when he's talking about we invaded rock before the stones got through like and we're aiming back because the cops shot you buck buck bang bang right all of that these are like somewhat serious concepts that he's saying. Yeah. But in the background, he's got our, our funny sounds. He's like, ah! You know, like he's just like, he's still adding that lightness to evenness. And this is even like, well, warm and heartfelt. Like everybody's, everybody's yeah. Um Yeah. So this is a song that I would put on again. I, I like this song a lot. Okay. We move on to Interlude, That's Love. Uh-huh. We have these weirdly formal yes against organ music. He's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I just got a citizen alert. Report of a man armed with a gun. See, citizen. Ah, Chicago, baby. This. Oh, I love the first. When we saying, "What's better than tripping is falling in love." What's better than this? What's better than that? I. I can't. This is approaching top five favorite lyrics. What's better than paper is balling it up is such a beautiful teeny tiny little phrase because we all know paper we all know paper means money you ball up paper throw it away yep. it means starting again try again but it's also what's better than money is balling it up like having like spending it having a good time yeah. like oh how do you get to be so fucking clever it's 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 such an easy which isn't that throwing it away too uh, so you're balling it up like it's you're balling oh crazy and and let's also let's also discuss. Can we defer? Can we define balling moving forward? <laughs> balling just means like having a lot of money, right? Or yeah, is it- yeah. So it comes from the concept of being a ball player. Like if you're a ball player, you got a lot of money, so you're balling. Like it's, oh okay. yeah, I like all of your hand motions of basketball and baseball. <laughs> I was trying to get I'm you to say to one ball. or the other. Uh- <laughs> it's like mostly basketball. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're talking. We're talking. I, I would say. I would say basketball players. Okay. Right? And and they're ball players, and and they they ball out, and like they because they make a lot of money, and so then they they so you kind of associate both uh, from balling. Uh, the yeah. next line I pulled out was uh, what's better than leaning and needing a zan is hitting your zen, dreaming a dream could mean leaving this land. So I mean, as as, yeah. as much fun as it is, fucking leaning, which I know means being drunk, and like and like depending on <laughs> hitting a zanny or whatever, is is actually hitting your zen, like hitting where you're supposed to be and moving forward yep. and leaving yep. your hometown, like it's kind, it's lightly inspirational without bite, like beating you over the head with it. Where it's 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 a gent, yep. it's not heavy handed, yes, really. Yes, like, it's a gentle pull and a guidance as opposed to like what in some ways Lauren Hill did where it's, it's like being like, you think you're this way. You think you're great. You should, you should do this and be better. It's just, Hey, Hey man, I've been on both yeah. sides and I can tell you which one's better. I thought it was cool. Overall. I, I just thought it was a sweet, clever little song about embracing what's in front of you and not denying it. Mm-hmm. I got church vibes. There was an organ and guitar Ooh. and choir like vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a, a nice, fun, clever song. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's a simple one and it's cute. Like it's 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 cute and it's all about love and it's like sweet. Yeah, and I think it's a great follow up to to everybody something, right? Like it makes sense to come next and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, move on to favorite song. Oh yeah, right. We're we're getting into some uh, some muddy territories here, folks. Uh, Taylor, you might want to get. I know. Might want to get ready with the bleep because I'm gonna I'm leaning for it. Because we gotta ha- Cause we gotta define we gotta yep. define to yep. discuss it. So he's got to. I have thoughts to say about it. Yep. I will never bleep out anything you say, Jamie. Okay. Well, <laughs> trigger warning, folks. I'm about to say a word a word that's problematic. He's got a he's got a lyric that says, uh, "He's a slap happy a guy slapper," and I was like, "This is blah, blah. this is 2013, and this is right around the time that it permeated my lair that it's like, do not say this word. That is a word." on the mm-hmm. same level mm-hmm. as pretzel, which I'm thinking if this is ever going to be something that comes up over and over again while we're discussing it, I'm suggesting a new code word, mm-hmm. and I would like that code word to be croissant. <laughs> so we've got pretzels and we've got croissants. Pretzels and croissants. <laughs> I love that. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, so croissants. We talk um, about, I think cancel culture is blown out of the water too much i don't think i think it's more of a concept Mm -hmm. that people don't like than anything that's actually happening and you know this was right around the time when people were saying this word somewhat casually and it it hits it lands on Mm -hmm. the 2021 ears so much differently than it did in 2013 when it came out when you were listening to it yeah as someone who i mean i know you don't have a problem with anybody in the lgbtq community and neither do i yep no Uh, (laughs) So when you heard that in 2013, did that like raise any alarms or what would you think of it hearing it then versus now? Right. So I would say no, uh, like it, it didn't. It was it was a bit surprising just because it's often rappers that I know that do use that word often use it often. Like if that's a word choice that they use, then they use it often. Right. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, who is it? Eminem used it all the time. Right. But then you knew that like you knew going in that was probably going to exist. This is super out there because this is the only time he says it in the whole oh. album. And I think in most of, and his whole discography that I can think of, um, at least going forward for sure, I, I'll have to go back to 10 Day and, and check. But 
this is not like a normal word that he uses in his music often. So it's really interesting. It did not land well now, for sure. Right. Uh, it actually surprised me because I told you I hadn't re-listened to it and I did and I was so excited. And I was like, oh my God. But in 2013, wouldn't have raised the flag. Also, we've got a name, Black Homophobia, still rampant, right? Like mm. still, still very, very high. Um, and so, I mean, we're still talking. This is still in the world in which Lil Wayne is still a rapper that's respected, right? And Lil Wayne's going no homo at the end of everything, right? So like, we <laughs> which still is a little more tolerable a lot than to do. <laughs> what we have here. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. You're right, you're right. But it's this idea of like, no matter what, this homophobia is like a, uh, is, is not respected, right? Mm-hmm. Or ho- homosexuality is not respected. Homophobia is respected too much. Um, and so that, uh, it's also interesting. This is all at the same time that we've got, I think Channel Orange is around this time, yeah. right? Is it, wasn't it 2012? I believe it was 2012. And so like, we still are having the conversations in the black community about homosexuality. So even though I think white people were a little bit ahead when it came to like, not saying um, croissant as often, uh, or not saying that word nearly as much, uh, <laughs> black people still, it's still in a lot of people's lexicon, I would say for black people, and arguably we're getting better. You know, we all grow. But what's interesting about this, right, is I looked it up, looked this up because I was like, does he really say that? And is there a way that he could be meeting anything else? I was just, oh, at, like, you know, oh, oh. this is hopeful, wishful thinking. So I, so I looked it up. Yeah, no, there's no other way that, uh, that this means anything other than what he meant. But Chance did have a response in an interview later about this line. Cause I looked it up. This is one of the lines that is like most critically like looked at sure. because it's like problematic. Chance is so non-problematic in a lot of ways. But this is a problem. And his response was, honestly, if a gay dude says nigga, I probably wouldn't even be that mad. Gay dudes put up with a lot of hate. They're honorary niggas. So I think (laughs) in that response, he's like, (laughs) wow. Okay. You know what? Way to stick to your fucking guns, Chance the Rapper. (laughs) He did. He did. He doubled down is what he did. He said, I'm in this. So I guess his argument is that he that that you know they can say nigga and he can say uh, whatever he wants. Bold choice. <laughs> uh, you know what I do I that's not my call to make on any respect. So I will I will give it up to him. So way to go, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> interesting, good. Uh, it is it is interesting though because I I don't buy that that argument very very much. Uh, I don't like it a whole lot, but. Let's be clear, like, there is some unspoken past that I've seemed to observe. I'm not going to say exist in, like, that I had the right to give it. But there does seem to be an observed uh, past given for gay men to say bitch to other people, yeah. which is not their word, right? Not their, not their place, really. So there is an interesting thing in which those things do happen, where it's like, well, you're marginalized. So, like, marginalized-wise, we can all be marginalized together. But if a gay white dude comes up to me and says, nigga, I am hitting him. Ooh, what so a, what a, what a stalemate. What hate crime would it, would it, would it be? <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, cool. It's all right. I've, I've got you saying it on, on my phone whenever I Oh, right. Yeah, it. you just, just play that. I got a sound bite of you uh, saying it for me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> With the hard R. <laughs> Should that be on the Patreon? Uh, So then we had Childish Gambino show up and I was happy. 
Gambino showed up. Hey, I wasn't expecting him. Uh, I like the line I pulled out. You know I rep that strong shit. You know your hood is so clit. I was like, oh, the clitoral hood. We know our anatomy, <laughs> Mr. Gambino. <laughs> um, Proud of him. Then he has the line, bought your girl some new knee pads. You're fucking with the Fifi bag. Mock stars, E. Gashi said, this is my favorite song. Hold my purse. Now she's on the floor dropping it like it's hot. Could you imagine the absolute insult <laughs> if another man bought your girl knee pads? Like just like came over, was like, "Yo, I got your girl knee pads." Like, what's there up? You go. Like, excuse me, in my home? What are you trying to assert here? It's just such a, it's such an evocative. I want to, it could be, it could be, you know, uh, genuine. Like, I'm just like, hey, this is for you and your people. Um, um, yeah, it's not unless she's <laughs> in the roller derby. I don't want you unless bringing she... my girl knee pads. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Not needed. If she needs knee pads, she can buy them herself. And she's in charge of that decision. (laughs) You don't need to be doing that. Maybe you should buy them, Jamie. (laughs) She don't need my money. It's 2021. Damn. (laughs) That's kind of all I had for uh, for favorite song. That's all the notes I have. Favorite song is one that people play as a as a as an Oxford choice often. Really? Uh, It's a bit more upbeat, and yeah, I less so now, but still still happen um i think a lot of people just choose to ignore that one that one word but overall it's an upbeat song and people love gambino i mean you just said it yourself you're really happy he was there um and so people get really happy i love the line that gambino has which is two-step white dudes harlem shake why are you laughing because you harlem shake uh <laughs> jamie did you did you do the harlem shake no no, but I remember. I remember the mm. the videos where people. I, there was a very str- oh, very yeah. strange internet phenomenon where people would just what a wild time. It, it was usually oh. like a person or a group of people, relatively stationary, lightly dancing, and then the beat would drop, and people would just yep. be doing wild shit. Chaos just happens. <laughs> I remember it was funny for like a yeah. week. Oh yeah, and then everyone's doing the same thing. Like we get we get the bit. We get the bit. And then, yeah, but white dudes love it. Years after Ajit Pai did it, and then it really, really killed it. Who is that? Ajit Pai, the FCC guy who fucking killed Netflix. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this. I do remember this. He was like a government did official. He, he killed somebody? No, no, no. He, he, he got rid of net neutrality. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, and he was trying to be like edgy and, and like be one He's of the like, kids. Oh, and no, it was just I like, love the internet. Yeah, it was, guys. Ugh. We're going to do this five-year-old dance craze along with Nerf guns and Star Wars, and I love the internet, and I'm not trying to kill it. Yeah, he's a he's a fuck. fuck you. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Fuck Ajit Pai. I will say, I did do a Harlem Shake video uh, with two of my friends, and yes, it was their idea, and yes, they were two white guys. Two white guys. Okay, I was waiting. I was waiting on uh, what the gender was going to be. The gender reveal on that. Two two white dudes. The white dudes love the Harlem Shake. Got to give it to them. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's all I've got on on favorite songs. Okay. We'll move on to Nana. Nana? Nana. How would you say it? Nana. Nana. Nana, Nana, Nana. Nana. (laughs) Introduce and chance the ruthless trip Shrooms and Lucy. Dreams is lucid, loosely based on music. Swallow my mucus. Hope your pussy got herpes and your ass get lupus. 
Uh, have you ever met someone with lupus who isn't a complete fucking bummer? <laughs> no, can you? <laughs> well, I can't. I can't today. I've got lupus. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> There's the opening to the video. The opening to the video. No, dude. I, I Have you ever met? I put this in here for you, Taylor. You know, we had a long thing on D and D that one time about lupus. We we can't we can't oh, lupus yeah. shame on this podcast. We can't do that. Um, <laughs> I do love that line also because the the work of um, I hope your is it your pussy gets herpes right? I hope your pussy gets herpes and your ass gets lupus. I like that body like imagery, but like ass is being used differently, right? Like, yes, he's not saying yes. like, your literal ass. He's like your ass, yeah. like you. So I like that like fun play of anatomy of like from pussy to your ass, like being right used differently, but yeah, showing ownership, right? Like like your ass about to be fired, as opposed to like it's not your actual. Yeah, yeah we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> once again, everything just rhymes. Everything rhymes. <laughs> this weird. I almost want to say the. I want to say that's the sketch work of this album. Like it's just interwoven through everything. Oh. It's kind of a stretch, but it just is is something that comes up over yeah. and over again in damn near every song. That I feel like he oh yeah he's mocking us or taunting or playing with us is would be more accurate. Yeah, uh, I definitely had to look up, which also makes me wonder like. If he was on an acid trip and that like is a sound he used a lot and he was like, now it's got to be in the album. <laughs> right. That's that's more or less what I thought, too, to be honest. Like, I thought it was some sort of. Yeah. Or like inter interdimensional being or like an alien. We got there. We got there. I, I thought it could be something that was. <laughs> that's what the na 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 is. It's aliens. It's aliens. Um, uh, I had to look up who Rick Patino was. There's a lot. He said he got my hair slicked back like Rick Patino. I was like, who the fuck, Rick Patino? Some basketball man owner. And they, ha oh yeah, this is another slightly problematic line here. We got line Japanese together in my El Camino. I was like, I'm not sure we can say that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, okay, you can say that, but then Drake did drop in Certified Lover Boy. Like, you know, I'm a lesbian too. So obviously we just are confused about the LGBTQ community still till this day. Yeah. Then I, okay. And what's appropriate. <laughs> we got, we got a line. It says, shoot, then pass the gat. It's at the bottom of the river in a plastic bag. Don't tell people where it is. Don't, don't tell people, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not bringing you to the next occasion where a, a gat needs right to be there. shot because you're going to tell her way. You're going to give away the position. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Right, but that's it's here. Here's the longitude and latitude. <laughs> uh, th then we have this little, this little gem. She had the cleft palate. I ordered oh, the chef's no, salad. Stop. She had the club foot with a little arm. There's a lot there. It's so ableist. It's insane. Yeah, we're. T it is so. But let's be clear. This is not chance. This is not this chance. Is action yeah. Bronson. This is action. Br I know action Bronson. I I I, I watch his cooking show. <laughs> Um, that's odd. Uh, what? Oh, you didn't know he has a cooking show? <laughs> Did he show? get a chicken parm? Did he? No, I don't know anything about Action Oh, Bronson. Action Bronson. Yeah, no, he's, I know him. Of, I, I don't, this is the first time I've ever listened to anything uh, he's done musically, but he's got a lot, he's got a big presence on the internet. Uh, he loves cooking ridiculously fatty junk foods. And he also is famous for smoking nice. a lot of weed and watching uh, Ancient Aliens. 
Like he has a show on YouTube that's him <laughs> known for that watching ancient aliens and just talking about shit. It's a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, are, are we talking about he's bragging about going on a date with someone with a cleft palate and a club foot with with a with a little arm? Oh right. Yes. And we can't. You can't ignore the follow up line there, which is. I couldn't help but laugh. Um, <laughs> Jesus, no. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, you're on the date with her. I don't know. Like, why are you laughing at her? You've I, made the this, choice. Right. Like, if, if it's not, like, if you are ableist and not into, like, differently abled people, like, not cool. But then don't ask about yeah. a date. Right. And, and then the song ends with him, with him saying, suck my motherfucking dick. And then he descends into this weird coughing fit only to come yeah. out of it and be like <clears throat> blow me and i'm like no no thank you no thank you to any of this has it worked uh, yeah how terrible the date is yeah that, right? I, I don't first of all he just makes fun of you and then he's like blow me he's got all the charm of a bag of like wet hammers left out in the rain like no i don't want anything to do with you buddy <laughs> I like the idea that hammers being wet makes them worse for some reason. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like something I'm like a bag of wet hammers. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. I'm not mad. It's just <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. For, yeah, that's no, uh, no. That which is fair. Yeah, I pulled out that that action Bronson line that is definitely oof. Um, yeah. So Chance has a line where he goes. Pad my palate, talk in paper. If this was work, I'd get higher. Pardon my mishaps. And so what's really cool about that line is like the line would have made sense if he was like, talk in paper, if this was was work, I'd get hired. Ah, but he spelled higher. Okay. And so then he comes in, the next line is pardon my mishap. Like it's it's like an interesting line. because uh, I cause I got really caught up when he when I saw pardon my mishaps. I was like, I know that line. But what, what's the problem, right? And so, like, I had to dissect it. And it's that, like, he didn't use the best rhyme or, like, make sense completely there. If this was work, I'd get hired? You mean hired. You mean, you know, or fired because you're patting your palette talk on paper. Like, you're because you're high um, at work. <laughs> like He's so good. So, I don't know. It was interesting. Fun work. It was fun work yeah. that he, even in his own rhyme, he, like, messed up. Uh, give me. <laughs> sorry. I was gonna say he does that a little bit more. I, th I think in the next song, or it's it might be. Yeah, so let's move yeah. on. So we get to smoke again. Mm -hmm. We start off with the line, "So, so, bitch, let's fuck, so I can smoke again. I gotta smoke again. I got shit to do." It's like, <laughs> first off, show me a little respect. <laughs> Second, you right, you right, you what right. What does us fucking have to do with you smoking? Don't let me hold you back, dude. Smoke away. Like, why do we have to fuck before you can smoke? <laughs> fucking, if, if you got shit to do, go do it. And don't call me bitch. I don't want to fuck you now. Do, we got to fuck Get out of here. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. <laughs> I like you standing for yourself, James. Well, someone's going to talk to me like that. I don't want to fuck them. Seems like you want to smoke more than you want to fuck and me. So right. go smoke, bitch. Yeah, you got shit to do. Go do, go do it. Get out of here. Oh, uh, <laughs> rude shit. Uh, I, I like the line, AK, AK 100 dinero. You ever seen Casino? Which which makes makes me ask the question, Caleb, have you ever seen Casino? I haven't seen Casino. Oh, 
bro, you gotta watch Casino. It's so fucking awesome. It's like three hours long, but it goes by super quick. It's an awesome fucking movie. 93, I'm pretty sure it was Scorsese, Joe Pesci. He's not mad that the little kid from Home Alone anymore. He's He's got his own casino. It's fucking awesome. Oh, wow, yeah. Ooh, and then he, there, he, has a, he, he pulls out a, there's a line where he says, and a Kiwi mystic. And it took me a minute, and I was like, oh, my God, mystic, the drink. Remember mystic? It was in the same line as, like, Fruitopia no. and Snapple and uh, oh. and uh, Sobe. Wild times. Wild Ooh. times in the 90s. These these <laughs> sugary ass, they're, they're uncarbonated sodas, straight up. But they were marketed as, oh. like, healthy, like Fruitopia, Mystic, Go Naked. Like, all these crazy-ass drinks that were just high fructose corn syrup Bad nonsense. Terrible. I wouldn't drink any of that shit today with a gun to my fucking head. <laughs> the next line I pulled out that I really enjoyed was lean all on the square. That's a fucking rhombus, which rhombuses yep. have a fondness yep. for me personally because I've been Wait, what? I've been called a square before. And our, our dear friend Abba has, has corrected people. He's like, yeah, he's more like a rhombus. I'm not, a, I'm not a total square. Aww. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been known to be on my lean. Oh. I visit a dispensary every now and then. Um, okay, one time, uh, and then you got nervous. So <laughs> two times, I went. Oh. I went the other day. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. yeah, I'm a rhombus. Oh uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines though. That that line is great, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, and then this. So this one, ah, this one I I had I, I had issues with. Uh, she liked when I rap raps, but better when I sing songs. No Drake. But I get my tray on, killing in the hood like Trayvon. I was like, that's a little fucking, yeah, that's a little tasteless, dude. That's like, and this is 2013. Like, this is just yep. fucking yep. happened. And yep. I was yep. wondering, because uh-huh. okay, obviously nothing to joke about. It has the cadence of a joke. That the, Trayvon is the yes. punchline. Yeah, and it doesn't. And usually, mm-hmm. when he wants things to hit and land in a devastating way, he's able to do it. So it did come off to me like he was using it as a joke. What, what did you think? Yeah, so I I pulled that out. It it like was it just a tasteless fucking joke? Well, the thing is, maybe, but there's also something to be said about like what you said when he wants something to stand out, he makes it happen. Mm. And I would argue that line does still stand out by not fitting mm, okay right and so i thought that that was a thought that i had so it's like that didn't make sense like i actually didn't listen to that line leading up to it as closely right because he's kind of singing he's like what will you say it again what is it uh, uh don't like when i rap rap she like when i it. rap raps but better but better when i sing songs no drake but i get my tray on killing in the hood like trayvon right and so he's like singing that little bit and then he leans into that line and says killing in the uh in the hood like Trayvon and it's like it made me go back to listen to what it was saying and I don't think it leads well but what it did do is require me to think more about that line mm-hmm. I'm not particularly super happy with the line yeah. but it did make you hear Trayvon's name and so am I mad I don't know okay right like I I you know yeah i mean i'm not trying to like corner him or you and and, and, and put, put him in, in, in no in, no, in, no i understand yeah. i you, you pulled it out i pulled it out too like this was a conversation to be had because i also don't know right like i'm like I, I, I think it would it would just also because then he doesn't go on to talk about no. it at all either right like he doesn't like it's not like it 
leads into then the next topic that he's going to go into. Nope, just killing the hood like Trayvon. I think it's something that if a white artist were to do, it would be like, you're done. Like, why? What the fuck? True, 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 so, true, 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 true. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly what I have to say about it, other than it just landed on me as like icky. Like I didn't like it. Yeah, that's all. It wasn't great. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of things that are icky, uh, the next line I pulled yeah. out. <laughs> How about you? Yep. No debt, but I'll take a pound or two. No doubt, like Gwen Stefani's group. Let me put my mouth where you potty, boo. Well, when you put it that way, I'm fucking out. I don't want to be thinking about potty times when I'm down there. We all know it. It's an open secret. We're not saying anything about it. But, like, when you put it on Front Street, I want to put my mouth where you go potty. I'm like, ugh. And it's such a juvenile word, too. I'm just all around fucking disgusting. It's really, it's icky. It's icky. It's icky, icky. And it keeps going icky, right? It keeps yes. Icky. He it's commits like, to your it. Mouth your body. And then it's, yeah, them niggas pissed the need potty training. Uh, they movement shit that's a potty train. I just, it is, I was like, Lil Wayne, are we back? Yes. Like, what's up? I looked uh, up. <laughs> I thought it was like, is this Lil Wayne? I don't think it is. Yeah, that's, that's. No, it's Absol. That's uh, all I have for, uh, for, for uh, Smoke again. Uh, yeah, that potty. I, I don't like the word potty at all. Unless you're talking to a child. And even then, you don't need to call it a potty. Fucking call it a toilet. The kid's going to understand. Or the crapper. Yeah. Or the john. <laughs> The John, you're gonna say, are you? <laughs> Do you need to use the John? Are you ready to go to the John? No, maybe not the John, but potty. I don't know. It sounds so infantile. I hate it. I I never like the word potty. When people would ask me if I needed and to then go potty, like, let me put my mouth where you potty. <laughs> I wish I wish the people could see your face in <laughs> I wish they could. Uh, yeah. Any more thoughts? Um, yeah, you hit all the things I had on, on smoke again. Then we'll move on to uh, Acid Rain. First line I pulled out was, I miss my diagonal grilled cheeses and back when Mike Jackson was still Jesus. And I thought, just what a... I knew you were going to pull that off. What a great way to say, I miss being a kid. I miss simpler times. I miss... Mm-hmm. I miss being a kid. It just, it's, just, it's, a, it's evocative imagery and takes you back to a time when you could, you could like Michael Jackson and not have to pretend like you don't because we know you all still do. Um, yeah. <laughs> then the uh, next line, making all this money, hoping I don't get rich. This pretzel's still getting bodied for phones. Sometimes the truth don't rhyme. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is... Oh. In, a, in, a, in an album yep. where I say over and over again, everything just rhymes. And he makes a conscious effort and calls it out to be like, to not rhyme. That almost is like the biggest highlight mark on the entire album. Where he, he's saying, yep. pretzel's still getting bodied for phones. And he wants that to land, and he wants that to hit. He wants you to hear that, and it is upsetting. It is. It is. Ah, uh, that line is so powerful. And then the follow-up, right? Sometimes the lies get millions of views. Mm-hmm. So it's like also like people are getting bodies for phones, and we're not talking about it. And then sometimes the truth don't rhyme. Like it's not fun. It, mm. This isn't fun. This this fact is is doesn't sit shouldn't sit well. Right. And then well, but sometimes the lies get millions of views, right? And then we go on to whatever the rest of that is. But yeah. Then I have, he pulls out, I, I'm a new man, I'm sanctified, oh, I am holy, I have been baptized. Uh-huh. You saying that his next album is very Christian kind of makes me rethink this. 
But I thought it was not actually a Christian baptismal he was experiencing in this line. I thought it could have been about him being a new man and sanctified in the world of hip hop with this album. He's like, or this mixtape, this mixtape. I mean, like, I am, I have become Chance the Rapper now. I am a new man. I'm sanctified. No? You're baptized by this acid rain. I would agree. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I agree. Chance 3, the the coloring book being super religious, was a bit of a turn for us. Like, we were surprised, right? Uh, So this, I think, was not a good kid mad city moment in which we're, like, actually, you know, saying the prayer and being Mm -hmm. baptized or whatever hell. I think I think this really is yeah being baptized in the acid rain the acid is this is this acid rap is this uh, album I'm baptized in it new man new person uh, I'm holy right I do think you're right on with that kind of like explanation of that but I do think it was funny this this idea of baptism after having listened to Good Kid mm-hmm. you know a couple weeks ago to having this uh, being baptized in a drug right like in in this uh, rap and in okay. this like art form rather than being baptized by religion was kind of kind of interesting also it kind of makes me think of uh the album that we're going to talk about in a little bit uh, where we all cling to something yeah Ooh, interesting <laughs> yeah hell yeah we, we we got a connection yeah way to go yeah look at us i just thought when we're talking right people still being bodied for phones we also have other lines like like chance has seen his friend die right my biggie my big homie died young just turned older than him i seen it happen i seen it happen i see it always he still be screaming. I see his demons in empty hallways. I tripped to make the fall shorter. Fall quarter was just a tall order. Right? So we've got, I saw my big homie die when I was younger. I just turned older than him. And you're trying to tell me to go to, to fall quarter to class. Mm. You're trying to tell me to go to school. I tripped to make the fall shorter. Right? To make this time pass. And it's just like, he still be screaming. I see the demon. Right? So he's like haunted. And it's, this is almost like in the same vein as as paranoia, where he's like, "You scared? We scared? Too. You should ask uh, us okay. if we scared." Like it's like a, ask us where we're at here. Like I'm scared. Like this is I'm doing what I have to do to make this through, right? I'm tripping to make the fall shorter because fall quarter was a tall order. Like I mm. couldn't make it through fall semester because I'm still thinking about how I'm older than the, my big bro who's dead, right? Like I sorry that I needed to take a trip, right? Like, it, it's, I don't know, there's some depth to that that I was like, shit, that was that was a good line. And then, also he's calling out the people, right? So later we've got building forts from broken dams, what a Hoover could do for future Hoopers dead from Rugers, shooting through the empty alley, could have threw him an alley-oop, uh, helping him do good in school. Like, you could, you, you're out there, uh, this is after we have the line, looking out over your, out, out of your cubicle or something, right? So it's like, you, your life is good. But you're looking out and people are building forts out of broken dams. But like, what could you do uh, if you helped them uh, and alley-ooped in rather than, I don't know. I, I don't know. There was something right. up to me. The alley-oop, the providing that, assistance, like, like calling setting you people out. up. Yeah. 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 For success. So yeah, that's that's what I got on Acid Raid. I like the song. Uh, but we can keep going. Uh, next, we got Chain Smoker. Of course, the line that stuck out to me. I'm loving. I'm loving... The, 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 the hip-hop cinematic universe is what I'm going to start calling it now. Just like like everybody Ooh, guest stars, okay. like Frank Ocean's getting mentioned in this one. It's like Doctor Strange yep. popping in at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I just fucking love it that I, I, I'm, <laughs> that I have vocabulary to communicate in this language in some way where I can recognize what it means mm. for 
chance to be saying something to Frank Ocean on his record album. Yep. Oh, I, I like the line, uh, last chance joint, gotta be a dance joint from an introspective, drugged out standpoint. I liked how he was just is kind of being a little bit meta and saying that he's you know he's wrapping up his mixtape and we got to make a we got to make a good dance one. Mm -hmm. And then this is where I noted that even though I've enjoyed so many aspects of the album, this is the first song that stood out to me as like a good song that I'd want to hear again. Uh... Like this would this was the first time something peaked in me of like this might be my oxcore choice. And it was strange. Ooh, interesting. I, uh, because I couldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird journey for me with with this album. And I also like the line, "The same shit that kills us always tastes so right." I'm like fuck, that is <laughs> so hyper accurate, and I hate it. Yep, <laughs> I'm bitter about it, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you pulled out that line that I really love—the last chance joint. Uh, just because last chance is a is last chance joint is a play right on his name and also in the phrase oh, and course. I love that of course um, fuck yep because he's like this is the last chance like it's our last chance joint like we got to bring it it's got and it's got to have all these things right throw brands joint want to hold hands joint old school for my old man joint like it's got to be all these, it's my last chance but also it's the last chance joint joint and it's not even on the last but it is the last song before we get an outro right. technically so that was fun I love that wordplay. Um, I also just love the line or like the phrase lies, Levi's on fire. Like he's talking about uh -huh. someone lying and he's just, and he's like, you something, 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 lies, Levi's on fire. Like I just, it was like childish, but it was fun. The liar, like, liar, pants on, on fire. Like your pants are on fire. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and it also makes me think of the Simpsons scene where they're always like, we're not calling him a liar, but we do have footage of his pants on fire. <laughs> and they cut to Homer Simpson with his pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, we, we end it with uh, Everything's Good, the good-ass outro. Mm -hmm. We have that phone call from his dad that just feels very kind and raw, where he's just talking about how he couldn't mm -hmm. be any prouder of him, and he's proud of what he's doing and being out here doing good things. And the, the way he, Chance says, and everything's good, the way he says it, it's such a simple relief to be able to say, you know, I'm at a place now where mm -hmm. everything's good. Like you don't got to worry about me, dad. Everything's, everything's good. That's got to feel amazing to say. And, uh, the, everything's good. If I were to have been called out mm -hmm. on an album that I got beaten on Nintendo, like Chris did, I'd be very upset. There's a line where he's like, and that time I beat Chris <laughs> yes. on Nintendo, I'd be like, fuck yes. you chance. <laughs> you were, we were playing Goldeneye. You were using odd jobs. It was a grenade oh, launcher in the I temple. Know. I didn't I say like, the fucking the chance, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> see i was thinking i i thought chance was a would be a smash player i don't know why i guess he would <laughs> he's born in 93 yeah he'd become he'd be coming up around gamecube yeah it was probably was smash no he's not older than me i think he's younger than me is he older than me i'm pretty sure he was 93 remember that time he beat chris in smash that's <laughs> maybe he is i don't know yeah, but I, I mean, outro, I, I didn't write a, a ton down, but because I, I thought it was just a nice way to say, like, he says, like, thanks for coming, everybody. Like, he says, he, he like, says goodbye, like you would, like, like you would to, like, a children's yeah. album. And I was like, oh, goodbye. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a good-ass outro. Out of the outros I've heard, that's a really good-ass outro. I liked that it wasn't 12 um, and a half minutes long. I'm starting to... <laughs> 
Okay, so how are you feeling about these phone call bits? Because I'm just like giving you these albums are actually making me think more about it. And which like that's our skit work, but like that's so interesting. None of the albums you've given me, I don't think, have had a phone call in them. And yet I've given you, I think, at least three that have done that. Yeah. Um, so kind of why? I, 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 I just applying critical thought to it now. I thought it might just be like an easy way to have something recorded that you didn't know that, you know, you're, you're looking through a voicemail or something like, oh, shit, I can use this. Or, you know, dad calls while you're in the studio. I'll just fucking answer it. Let him know. See what happens. Like maybe, maybe right. that's what's happening. I don't know. But it's so wild because, I mean, I'm sure white people have been in studios and gotten a phone call before uh, <laughs> and not been like, put it in the album. Mom. Uh, so I, I think it has to do with like our massive, oh, whoa, I have a thought. I think it has to do with the black people's like large connection to community. Mm. And most phone calls that I've given you, wow, I can think of four right now albums that I've given you that have had a phone call somewhat in them are usually, I think three out of the four times it was someone, a loved one. And so what's really interesting about that is it makes me think of the conversation I've had with you before, Jamie, and with you identify as an individual. Right. And right. You're like, I'm an individual. And I was like, black people identify with their community. Like Mm. we are, we, our first identity is the community that we hold. And so even in our art form, we bring that kind of, idea to this forefront is even though i've i've got acid rap and i went through the acid rain and have been baptized or so on and so forth my dad still calls me and i'm still connected to them interesting interesting i like that that's a good it's a good connection to make yeah i think i think you could be very much correct i mean i wouldn't know but i mean it's it, it, it does seem like it, it, I, you're right i just i also never thought about it either it does seem like it's also a a, a, a way to knowingly include people that you select in your success yep which matters because we bring people up or at least like shout out. I love the line and everything's good. The, the good ass outro. I ain't always been a good guy. I used to be thirsty thieving, running through purses, even persons leaving. I'm hurt and bleeding. I ain't really help the helpless. I used to be worse than worthless. Now I'm worth hooks and verses. I'm good like books and churches. What a, what a way, like way to, what a way to like condensely tell that story. Of like, yo, I used to do some bad shit. It used to not be great. But now I'm here and I'm good. And I'm as good. I'm good like books and churches. What a lie. Um, <laughs> Harold and Hooks and Church. Yeah. So yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great album. But yeah, that's all I've got on Everything's Good. Yeah. It's a good album. Great album. That's it. Fantastic. (laughs) How long was that?